Welcome to the Diary of the Devoted podcast. This is Destine, your host of the show of this space. I'm here for the lovers, for those who are devoted to God, for those who are anchoring into their feminine design, for those who are commuting with life intentionally. You can expect to hear topics on wellness, on creativity with depth, on communication for the soul, and heart-led leadership. Hello, y'all. Welcome back to Diary of the Devoted. I'm super excited for today. Today is day four out of the Feminine Reset four-day experience that is happening here on this podcast. Day one was all about femininity being deeply related to faith. Day two was all about feminine productivity, and it almost brought up the importance of cycle syncing and really just aligning our cycle with our days and really just redefining what success and productivity means to us. And day three was basically a continuation of the day two. So it was a deeper understanding of cycle syncing and knowing the language in of our bodies. And today is day four, and it's all about woman emotionality. These are all topics that y'all voted on on my Instagram stories, but this topic this topic is actually least voted out of the four, but I truly believe that it's really important for us to know this type of language within our bodies, and it has everything to do with our emotional world as women. So I know that I split up the four days out of the past few weeks. I kind of published different episodes, um, different collaboration episodes in between then. So I hope you're still with me. I hope you don't mind. And yeah, I'm excited for today. Also want to preface that I'm speaking on a different mic today. So yes, I hope that it still sounds okay. And Still working some technical difficulties after I spilled tea all over my previous MacBook. Um, but blessed because I'm speaking on a MacBook right now. And yeah, I'm really grateful for how God has just been pulling through, through people, through community in this season. But yeah, I'm feeling really good today. I've had a really productive morning. I'm in my ovulation, ovulatory phase, so I'm feeling so alive. Um, and so productive, and I just feel like I want to like constantly work out, constantly move my body. It's the best feeling in the world. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so I'm in my summer right now, and yeah, I'm excited for this episode. So just to start, woman emotionality. Our emotions are very complex as women, and I think that God created us intentionally in this way. He didn't give us emotions to make our lives and other people's lives miserable. Our waves are tools to help us respond to other people and also connect with our people. Emotions are mental states that are brought on by neurophysiological changes that are associated with our thoughts, our feelings, our behavior, behavioral responses, and a degree of pleasure and displeasure, and also expressive behaviors and inclinations to act. And what I didn't know before, but now that I know, um, recently I found out, but now I'm like 
reminding myself this, that emotions are, and feelings are different. Emotions are the chemical reactions within the body, within the body, y'all. And feelings are social, cultural, and individual interpretations of them. There's a difference, and it's it's important to know this difference because we could be feeling something or we can be interpreting what we're feeling and emotions are the waves that are moving through our body within the body like it said so i want to start off by asking you what is your relationship to being in your body what's your relationship to feeling your emotions your heart your womb your being and what does that feel like like what does that like how can you like in words how would you describe your relationship to your to your emotions to your heart to your womb to your being we have different like communication pathways throughout our body from our womb from our hearts to our mind to our entire being we're so deeply layered i've spoken about this in the previous episodes of the four day experience are so deeply layered and it's so important to know what's going on in our system. So we're not just imploding it onto others or overreacting onto others or moving in a very reactionary response. And I ask you this because it's, especially as women, it's imperative that we learn how to regulate our waves. And most women feel a lot like we feel a lot of things we feel okay so this episode is all about that and it's all about how you can just tune into regulating your waves even more i think emotions are a part of our every they're a part of our everyday life and for those that experience high highs and low lows I want to start off by saying it's important to tend to our spiritual health, all in equal, like our spiritual health, our physical health, and our mental health, our spiritual health, prioritizing prayer, being in God's word, worshiping, relying on God's strength, not just your own strength, because we clearly cannot do it all on our own. It's the most humbling and beautiful reminder to know that we cannot do it all on our own. And community, of course, and that's how we tend to our spiritual health. For physical health, y'all know this, moving our body. There's numerous research on how moving our body can alter our brain chemistry can release dopamine hormones or serotonin hormones and make us feel better about life and once we feel better about life we're more likely to think more positively we're more likely to get more done we're more likely to be a blessing and be pleasant to the people around us and then the third i want to say is mental health and i think that tending to your spiritual health health actually helps you tend to your mental health as well but also i want to say that creating space for you to breathe for you to rest for you to recharge throughout your days and for you to just invest in the support the extra support that you need to tend to your mental health i think that these are all three deeply connected towards each other the mind the body the spirit and ignoring one can wreak havoc in other areas of our life and i feel like i've seen that for me as well, but I feel like spiritual health is just as important as physical health as well. I mean, spiritual health is probably the most important. I mean, I would probably argue because I feel like it's deeply webbed in every area of our life. Just the way that we can't go a, a certain amount of time without drinking water, or eating food is the same way that we need to tend to our spiritual health. So 
we need it for it's live it's our it's our livelihood it's important it's how we live so creating space when you're feeling lots of waves is important noticing what you feel is important maybe journaling it naming what you feel is important accepting what it is that you're moving through so that you can move through it once you accept it you're able to move through it if you resist it you're going to be stuck in that place for a while and i speak this from experience i've i've felt I know what it feels like to be stuck in a state because I'm resisting it, because I'm resisting it with every bone in my body and I'm deciding to basically feel frustrated or I'm deciding to feel overly just disappointed and maybe a desire that I'm yearning for. I'm deciding to stay within a state without letting it move. Sometimes it's literally a choice. And what I've seen in the woman around me is that we sometimes teeter totter between two extremes. And and I want to speak to how in culture, in one spectrum that I see a community online speak about, I speak about, or they what they speak about and remind women, they say, forget all your feelings. Women are delusional. Um, emotions are weapons in relationships, and we shouldn't live by our feelings. And to hear hearing those things, like, let that land within your body. I feel like it's so... I want to debunk this because it's so it's so important to know that feelings aren't the devil. And yes, we shouldn't live solely by our feelings, but we would be literally denying a part of ourselves that's already built in within us if we were to call it the devil, if we were to call it their solely only weapons in relationships. And I think that that's where emotional regulation comes so that we don't use it unintentionally, maybe unconsciously as weapons in our relationships. Because I feel like most women don't, maybe I'm speaking generally right now, don't intentionally use our emotions as weapons. But if we don't even know how to regulate them, if we don't know what's moving through our system, we're going to essentially hurt, you know, bring a hurt into relationships that we are in. And this doesn't make us delusional. Forget what they say. It doesn't make us crazy. It just makes us a deeply feeling um, feminine being a woman in this world. And that is okay. But I'm not here to like say that it's fine to, you know, we could feel whatever we want to feel and let anyone in that process. And it's like, no, we still got to take accountability. But just know that it doesn't make you delusional. It makes you a woman. So there's so much shame, I think, that's put on women um, because of our, quote, sinful nature. And yes, humans are very much sinful. And yes, we need the grace and the glory of God daily. We need to put up, we need to um, put it all on the cross. We need to come humbly before God's feet. We need to um, repent and turn. We need to pray about the ways in which we're not showing up in our fullness or we're not showing up in a way that we know that the spirit of the living God lives within us, you know, like there is so much truth to that. But at the same time, there's a lot of shame on womanhood in general. And I don't think it's productive to remain on one end of the spectrum and call something that's literally been built within us, our ability to feel it's been built within us as a woman as wrong. Like it's not wrong, okay? It's a part of us. And women, it's important to know that we metabolize emotions differently than men do. But it's also important to know that this doesn't give us the green light to solely point the finger at men or at other people or or the government or anything. Like this like blame game, this victim mentality, I think is so easy. I think women get into this 
sphere so easily when we are running from accountability, when we're running from responsibility. And we can know this by asking ourselves, what is our relationship with responsibility? What is our relationship with taking accountability for how we feel? Not on what someone said that made us feel something, but genuinely how we feel. And, you know, we must start, once again, taking responsibility for our own healing. Our waves, our emotions, our energy in motion, they show us where we're either resisting or releasing. And nature thrives and multiplies under the penetration of the sun and the nourishment of the soil. And we as women, like I speak about so often, we are a part of nature. We are creation. We are part of God's creation itself. You know, we are reflections of nature. Like I spoke about this in the cycle sinking episode. It's a beautiful reminder. So when we move through these big waves, we can ask ourselves, can I embrace the penetration in the soil of this season. And when we seek more of him, more of God, more of who he says we are, we receive more life, okay? We receive more life through the power of sensations, through the things that move through us that we're like, geez, this really hurt, or Jesus really broke my heart open. But now I have the wisdom to understand this particular thing in my life. But now I know how to relate to others while they're going through something, something that I've been delivered from in past seasons of my life. Like it's all a beautiful web of interconnectedness, of ultimately connection with our people, with our community. So we can ask ourselves, how can we midwife ourselves through the sensation holding to then receive all that we've been yearning for? How can we metabolize old hurts into new openings for what's to come? So while we're relating with others, while we're, while we're tending to our relationships, while we're pouring into our relationships, it's important to remember that 80% of communication is nonverbal. 20% is very much important, and we can make that 20% conscious. We can be conscious, we create, creating our consciously, um, communicating is what I mean. And anything stuck in the field around us, anything that we haven't moved through, anything that we're just stuck in at the time being, your loved ones can probably sense. So emotional regulation is not just about us. Anything that we do in life is never just about us. It's about the people that's around us. And um, as a woman who's devoted to God, who's listening to this right now, who's devoted to growth, who's devoted to healing, who's devoted to nurturing their femininity journey, like this is important to know so that we know how we can be a regulated and nourished woman around our loved ones, okay? <laughs> so I heard the other day someone speak about how curiosity um, is queen and how clarity is queen too. And I loved this, loved hearing this because we don't get the clarity in life without being curious about what, what we're feeling and why we're feeling it and our ability to regulate ourselves. And it won't always be perfect, but that's where God comes in. And that's why the deeply devotional woman knows that she can't just rely on herself. She isn't just self-sourced, she's God-sourced. Like, it sounds cheesy, but it's true. Like our dependence and our reliance on the masculine helps us remain in our feminine and driving our emotions instead of letting it drive us allows us to refrain from internally collapsing. And I'm sure y'all know what that feels like, what that sounds like. 
collapsing is what we normally don't want to do, but we're resistant to doing, but it's sometimes the thing that helps us um, release expectations. Sometimes it's the thing that helps us um, like drop into our humility, descend into the remembrance of being a daughter, of being of being held, of being cherished, of being supported, of being guided. And as deeply feminine, deeply feeling women, our bodily understandings are often visceral, not logical. So our bodies can feel potency, can feel love, like within this collapsing, um, but then letting it transmute. Our bodies can feel potency, can feel love, it can feel cherishment from the masculine, even while moving through many waves. And being able to internally collapse can bring us closer to God. And it also can help us refine what we're thinking in our mind. And driving our emotions sometimes looks like seeds of faith that's getting built over time. It doesn't always look perfect. Driving our emotions can be like, dang, like I really responded to that, to that conversation really well, to that trigger really well this time. But next week I'm like, well, what is happening? Like, I really don't feel like um, being patient with this person or whatever, but then you get called to feel patient later or whatever it may be. Like, this is cycles of, of, of rebirth, it's cycles of, it's never linear is what I'm trying to say. Like, it's cyclical, just like our being, just like our system. Um, and yeah, so a mental receiving and, and an embodied receiving are two very different things. So I encourage you today to express with your people, with your loved ones, viscerally instead of logically. Like what's actually, what are you actually feeling as opposed to the armor that you've, that you've muzzled up with, with the logic, with your rationale, with your human rationale. Forget all of that or try to and get to the root, like and slowly unpeel it, like slowly begin to just live more honestly, to be like, I was hurt by this, you know, instead of whenever you do this, it, it shows me that it's this. And like, instead of like explaining your feelings, like we talked about before in the beginning, the difference between emotions and feelings, interpreting the feelings, speak about what you feel. There's a, there's a, like, there's a shift that happens. I swear to y'all, like relating to the masculine, relating to men, relating to even women around your people, like family, like there's a shift when you get to the root of what you're feeling compared to interpreting what you're feeling or interpreting what someone else is making you feel. That makes sense. So through it all, try to remain in your body to not deny a part of you but also know that we're told to keep our thoughts captive. And emotional depth, I'll speak about that later in terms of what the word of God says, keeping our thoughts captive. But emotional depth helps everyone connect. The layers of armor are slowly stripped away by love and through our intention to grow in love. So I invite you today to see your emotionality as a doorway, as forms of initiation, as a reminder that the feminine lives in feeling. That's just the truth of it. It lives, the feminine really lives in feeling, in the unknown, in faith, like I spoke about in the day one. And our ever-changing waves can be our prison or our sunshine. You get to choose. So one, it's all about returning back to your body, 
returning your body back home to homeostasis. You can do this through the foods that you eat, through the movements that you take in your day-to-day -day basis, through the things that you drink, the ways that you support your physical body, to regulating your nervous system by breathing, by moving a little bit more slower than normally because we know in this world we're, we're taught to go, 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 to go fast, 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 to not take a, take a deep breath, to not be present within our system. So go against the grain, go against what culture is telling you to go against, go against what the media is telling you to go against and regulate your nervous system. Do what you need to do to support yourself. Um, in the morning, at night, whether that's not being on your phone in the morning, whether that's getting sun, sunlight in your eyes in the morning before you like look deeply on your screen, that's what I do personally, whether that's at nighttime and trying to really leave your phone in the other room, I'm still working on that, I'm really getting better at my nighttime routine, but it's like it takes practice, it's not going to be perfect. And then, because all those things connect to our emotions, it connects to how we feel in our everyday lives. Like if I'm on my phone too late or too much at night, I wake up feeling a little bit more tired because of the blue light. So it's like all of these things are deeply connected to each other and we can't ignore one. So three, especially for devotional women, tend to, we like move through many thresholds. So like not over identifying with what you move through is really important. Like. The past episode, Pal actually spoke about how she sees it as like friends visiting. They say hello and then they go. It's like, let it be that simple. Don't over identify with it. Try not to. Speaking to myself as well, um, because then that's how you create stories and projections over what is happening in your life. And yeah. <laughs> so then, number four, as a woman who's devoted to glorifying God and all that she does, know that emotional accountability serves our womanhood and it also serves our people and the layer underneath emotional regulation is connected to our nervous system so once again regulating that and then what our physical response like we can ask ourselves like what are our physical responses to what in life is penetrating through us so they really dropping into our body in this way, descending into our body. Can we hold the sensation that's moving through us? Sometimes we need a deeper reference point for our safety, and that's a deep rectification process that's different from woman to woman. So various things could, could, could play into this, like childhood trauma and maybe stories that we believe from our past or our, our present currently can taint the way that we relate. So of course, I recommend investing in extra support if you need that. And I also want to mention spiritual warfare is so real. Our emotionality is a gift to, to us being women, to, to motherhood, to wifehood, like being like all of it is connected to being a nurturing and loving being of light and love in our homes and in our families. So know this, like know that there are forces that are trying to keep you stuck, that are trying to keep you alone, isolated, and trying to tell you that what you're feeling is true. Some of it's lies, truthfully. Some of, it's, some of it is lies, and some of it has nothing to do with you as a being, as a human, as a woman. Some of it's literally forces that come into your mind. And if you're not careful, and if you're not intentional about tending to your spiritual health, your physical health, like all of it, then it can you can so easily drive you crazy. And speaking from experience, okay, um, 
it's the place that the enemy can start planting seeds in within your mind, within your heart, within your emotionality, which is the very thing that helps you be a nurturing mom, the very thing that helps you be a loving sister, a loving friend, a loving wife. Like these are all deeply connected. So know that we're fighting from victory, not for victory. It's the battle has already been won. And armoring up with the word of God is vital not just because we're fighting from victory, not for victory, but just because we live in a very fallen world and it's so easy to be to be dysregulated, to be caught in loops of distractions online, to be living a life that you don't even want to live. Like it's so it's so important to know to armor up. So with all that being said, I want to leave with you some strategies that might help support you. And there are five tips for regulating your emotions and bringing presence to your being, to the room, um, in the midst of whatever wave that you are facing. Okay, so number one for the first tip for regulating and bringing presence in the midst of your wave into the room. Number one is identify and reduce triggers by looking for patterns. So there's no need to fear it. And you also don't have to keep putting yourself in a situation that brings unpleasant emotions. Like know that you have the ability to really choose. So start to look for patterns or factors that are present when you start to feel those strong emotions. And this requires, once again, curiosity. Like I said, curiosity, like someone mentioned, curiosity is clean. And also this requires honesty. So does something make you feel small? Does someone leave you out? Are strong emotions like spiring up out of deep-seated insecurities? Are you feeling anxious towards like speaking to a family member about something that you've been putting off and like whatever it is, whatever that's happening around you, what past experiences have brought up something similar to what you're feeling currently? So think about the patterns. Like they don't, sometimes they're, it's a part of spiritual warfare, but other times it's also a part of your past. It's also a part of like what you've experienced within your childhood or the way that you were raised. So know that there are patterns or there are factors that come into your patterns and identifying it will help you actually reduce it because it's like, oh, I know this this topic is genuinely sensitive for me. So I know that I'm probably not I'm probably not gonna be super receptive at first, or I know that no matter who was be speaking about this topic to me, I know that I'm sensitive about it. So I clearly need to communicate my needs. I clearly need to communicate that I'm a little sensitive about this topic because in the past this has happened and this reminds me of this. I know I'm accountable for what I'm feeling, but I would appreciate if you like didn't assume this about me. Like I'd appreciate if we didn't speak about this during this period of time, or I'd appreciate for you to take more intention to learn the way that I love so that we can, you know, consciously relate and, and connect with each other. So identify and reduce triggers by looking for patterns. Number two, Tune into your physical symptoms. Are you clenching your jaw? Um, how's your posture? Are your shoulders tight? Are you unintentionally tight within your womb space? 
are you are, are you doing kegels because you feel threatened like sometimes we there's a vagus nerve that connects our throat to towards our wound space sometimes we can unintentionally if we're feeling unsafe or anxious or don't feel the need to like speak up about what we want to speak up about we might feel tight in our wound space we might be doing kegels um unintentionally so i feel like these are all like bodily symptoms that can tell us how we feel in that moment whether it's anxiousness whether it's hunger exhaustion regardless know your system know what's happening notice if you're maybe like tapping notice like i don't like for me personally like i can always tell by um, my shoulders and my stomach can sometimes get in knots if i'm feeling anxious um, I do feel like my heart beat race a little bit or more than more often than heartbeat would probably be my like mind. It starts like racing and creating stories about things. And that's the next topic, actually. Um, so it's like physical symptoms can tell you how we're feeling and then that can tell you how to move. So it's like, OK, I need to take a deep breath. OK, I need to take a walk. OK, like a, the other few weeks ago during my luteal phase, I was like, I need to go swim because I like I'm feeling stuck and I need to move this and I don't want to be in this. I don't want this to ruin my entire day. Like I in that moment I chose. I chose to swim and I felt so much better. Like just little things. It's always the little things. Number 3, consider the story you're telling yourself. This one is huge even for me. Like some stories I tell myself may not even be true about the people that I'm relating to and then also about maybe a lie that I've heard and then all of a sudden I'm believing it like it could be created from fear or some someone something that someone's told you in the past or genuinely spiritual warfare can can lead you to loops of stories that aren't even true stories that have you questioning things that maybe you wouldn't even naturally question on, on a regular day so consider the stories that you tell yourself about not just yourself but about the people that you relate, you relate to. So if you're telling yourself that they always do this because of this and um, there's no point in talking to them about this because they're not going to receive it well, well, you just created an assumption based off of a story that's happened before. Yes, maybe you've seen it be a pattern, but who's to say that pattern won't be broken the next time you speak to them? Have a little bit, like, invite hope into your stories. Like, invite optimism. I feel like stories can be laced with pessimism it can be laced with with doubt, with fear, and if you just if you just invite, like it doesn't even have to be perfect because we're human. And if we're if we're noticing a story, we can be like, okay, well, maybe it might go well. This conversation, maybe they might not assume this about me, and that I can just communicate like what I feel about this situation. Maybe they're not mad at me for a reason that I can't even that I can't even like think of right now, or I'm just assuming that they're upset because I'm not able to meet their complete needs, like whatever it may be, like invite hope, like a little seed of hope, of optimism into the story that you're telling yourself and see how you can maybe rewrite it, rewrite that narrative, break that chain, break that pattern within that experience by inviting some hope and some optimism into it. Number four, choose how to respond, especially after some deep breaths. This kind of just goes into our choice points, whether we decide to continue doomsday scrolling or we decide to take a walk and put our phone in our pocket. We can choose how to respond to what we feel. 
whether to choose to pray in that moment, even when everything in you is telling you, like, just go about your day, continue your day, like, eat your breakfast, whatever, whether we choose to pray or whether we choose to continue on in the day dysregulated and anxious about what's to come in the next week, whether we choose to communicate intentionally with our people or we choose to make assumptions about them and assume that no one understands you, no one gets you, and you're all alone. Like, maybe I'm speaking about really dramatic um, examples, but this episode is all about for the woman who feels a lot. And if you feel a lot, you probably will end up thinking a lot. So I really hope that this supports you and that you can, if you relate, I hope that this helps you. And then number five, look for the lovely. Look for the lovely. And this sounds a little bit interesting, but hear me out. Human beings naturally attribute more weight to negative emotions than positive ones. So this is known as negativity bias. So negative emotions like disgust, anger, sadness, it tends to carry a lot of weight. And positive emotions like contentment, interest, gratitude, they're quieter. They're simpler. So make a habit of noticing these positive experiences more, noticing the lovely, noticing the good more, and allow that to boost your resilience and well-being for what you are experiencing in your day-to-day life, literally. So this is why people do like gratitude dumps in the morning or whatever, like on their journaling. Like I genuinely, every single morning, 90, 95% 90, 95% of the time, like, unless I'm just not journaling, journaling that day because I'm just like days, whatever it may be, if I'm not journaling that day or I'm traveling, whatever, then I probably won't write down in my journal. But 90% of the time I'm writing down in my journal. And the first thing that I write 100% of the time that I open up my journal is thank you, God. Thank you, God. Like no matter what I feel, no matter if it's a bad day or maybe it's in a bad week or maybe like it's been a hard summer or whatever it may be, like, thank you, God. And then whatever it is that I, I'm, I'm praying for, I'm yearning for, I'm thanking God for. Like, so if it, it can be a gratitude dump, like people speak about a lot online, or it can just be a thank you and you continue on and you pray and you journal what you're feeling and you let God into the intimate vulnerable, intricate pieces of of your mind and of your heart so that you don't have to do it all alone. We're never here to do it all alone. We were never purposed here on earth to do it all alone. So look for the lovely, look for the good, look for the positive. It's not about like, like mindset hacks. It's not a mindset hack. I mean, technically, I guess it is, but it's through, it's through the spirit. It's through the spirit of God. Um, it's not like, I am beautiful. Remind yourself, I'm beautiful every single day. Like, it's not really, I mean, maybe that will support you, but genuinely, it prayer, it literally renews your mind, y'all. So, yeah. So, anyways, basically, look for the lovely and, and notice how quieter and simpler that those feelings feel like, especially contentment. Like, last year, I went through a really long season of contentment. I was so content, so at peace at life, like so creative at that time. I was, I was on fire for God. I was in the word so much more. That's probably what led to that season of contentment. And yeah, like it was so good. And, but it was quiet. It's, it was almost like a, not boring, but it was almost just mundane. 
there's there's beauty in in the mundane. I've I've shared about this in previous. I think last season, lots of poems I've shared have everything to do with seeing the beauty in the mundane. So look for the lovely. And then all this to say, let's bring it back to the where. This reminds me of some Bible verses. The first one, um, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things so beautiful and then also oh what even dang one second y'all where'd the verse go because i need to go back to that verse but the second one that's philippians 4 8 so philippians 4 8 says finally brothers and sisters whatever is true whatever is noble whatever is right whatever is pure whatever is lovely whatever is admirable if anything is excellent or praiseworthy think about such things y'all so that is philippians 4 8 i love that verse such a beautiful reminder and then 2 corinthians 10 5 says paul says that we take every thought to make it obedient to Christ. We take captive every thought, excuse me, we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. And through this process, that's where like mental refinement happens. That's where something shifts within our heart space that we can't do ourselves, that we rely on God to do for us. Um, but that's also with intention, taking captive of every thought and make it obedient to Christ. And we have authority over these unforeseen forces because the spirit of the living God lives within us. Y'all know this. Walk in this remembrance today. And I pray that your emotionality is not a burden today, y'all. I pray that it isn't the enemy today. I pray that it doesn't wreak havoc in your relationships. I pray that it nourishes your relationships. I pray that it, it allows you to connect deeper with your people. I pray that it brings you closer to God. I pray that it lets you see whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, even more deeper. I pray that in, in the name of Jesus. And I pray that over your life and over your heart and over your mind. And yeah, this episode was all about woman emotionality. And this is our wrap up of day four of the feminine reset experience that has happened on this podcast. I am so deeply grateful for this podcast, for the growing community here, for just the loved ones who are grown with God, grown in love every single day here. And yeah, I'd like to also invite you into my prayer telegram group chat. It's a private chat. It's not like open on my link tree or anything. So if this, if you feel called to that, if you would love to just commune with other women of God who are growing in love every day, then I can send you the link to the chat. You can just send me a voice memo on here. There's like a link below all descriptions that allows you to send voice memos through Spotify now. But then also um, just send me a DM on Instagram or email me and I'll send you the link. And yeah, I'm sending all so much love. I, I pray for your peace today. I pray for you to experience supernatural peace today. And I also want to invite you into 
my femininity lovers tier. It's all about nurturing our femininity in this world because it's it's clearly been a lost art and something that we have been taught to turn our turn our ear from, turn our eye from, whatever that saying is. And for this reason, it's so important to commune with other women who are nurturing their femininity and who are growing closer to God. So it's less than 10 a month and it's a patreon link that i'll link in the link tree below so if you're looking for that if you're looking for some extra support on how to relate to the masculine to men and to god then in a way that in a way that just supports your devotional nature then let me know or click the link below and let's connect i'm super excited those are the ways that you can work with me and connect with me deeper at this time. I'll be opening one-on-ones in the middle of October after lots of travel. So then it'll be opening and it'll basically just be a program that closes out the end of this year. It'll be a three-month program going into the new year. And yeah, I'm really excited for what's to come and for everyone that's here listening to this. So sending you so much love. Let me know how this episode landed for you. I hope that it served you well and I'll talk to you so soon.